Hello and welcome back to the Bantam Munich podcast with me, Rich Saunders. Joining me as always, it's Carl Pierce. Hello. And the just the gentle wart of rogue opinions, Liam Hall. Hello, Liam. How are you? It's time! My boys, my boys, my boys. I'm back. And I'm so glad to be here. I mean, you say you're back, you just don't go away. You're just always there. <laughs> I, I, I'm literally a bad smell, yes. I think, no, I think, that's, a, I think that's offensive to bad smells. <laughs> it's, like, it's like coronavirus. You think you're getting rid of him and then he spikes through the ceiling again out of nowhere. With a new variant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Each week there's a new fucking Liam Hall. <laughs> this is a this is the Brazil variant of Liam today. Uh, this week I'm wearing a dress, that's the difference. Actually <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, do you always wear a dress? Well, but you it was a skirt last week. Oh ah, fair enough. Okay. I mean you, you carry it well. I mean, you, you say thank skirt, you, you. but it was more like a belt, really, Liam. A belt. <laughs> I mean, to, to be honest, I thought I thought it was a carrier bag, but belt belt works. No, that, that's usually Jeeves's um, um, choice of clothing. Uh, I, I I wouldn't degrade myself to that. Yeah, well, he's it's a good job he's not here anymore. So, um... yeah, I haven't heard from him for ages. Have you? Oh, I had a letter from him, but you know that, really? that's. A... Yeah, yeah. So the last bit of content I had from Jeeves was a was a, a letter with which I put under a black, which I actually put under a black light. You should not have done that. <laughs> yep. I bet that, that I bet that letter looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. It was properly disposed of with gloves. <laughs> uh, it was it was triple bagged. It's probably radioactive. Probably knowing him. Yeah, the the room was disinfected six times. So, you know, I'm just living in a bottle of bleach right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. How, how, how have you been? How's your week been since we spoke to each other last? Yeah, my week's been all right. Not been doing too much still, as we know from Boris's announcement. I've still got to wait till April to actually get back to work. So, you know, getting sort of <laughs> bored, super, getting sort of super bored now, yeah. Liam? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm just doing rich rich people things, just like, you know, kicking homeless people and stealing people's money. It's, it's just a good good time, really. What, 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 what about you, what, what about you, Reese? You, you got anything coming up? I have. Um, so, um, I'll be planning a 24... Well, that's it. We better get on with the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. It's fine. Me and a couple of guys uh, from the Courtaholic Discord and Courtaholic community have uh, decided to do a 24 hour stream uh, for Stonewall, a uh, leading UK charity for LGBTQ plus, um, people. Uh, we've already smashed our initial target of 500 pounds, we smashed a thousand pounds. We're in three days. We're not even streaming until uh, this Friday coming from 11 o'clock um, GMT till 11 o'clock uh, the following day. Um, we've got some absolutely wonderful people in there. So we've, st- we've got Courtaholic have helped us big time with promoting it. Adam Pachiti's retweeted it. We've had donations from Kenny McIntosh, uh, Adam Pachiti as well, Ross Twaddell. Um, 
there was a bit of incentives as well. So £1,500, I shaved my head. If we get to that magical figure, if you've got £2,000, a person on the stream, Lukester, uh, who uh, did the room 501, so that should be coming out as well. Um, he's going to be doing a 24-hour thing. He's set for the whole 24 hours. Bearing in mind, he does have a little child. <laughs> so he's going to be absolute fun. Um, and then if we get to the magical £10,000 figure, um, then they're going to shave their heads. I'll do 1500 because I'm a cheap scout. I'm a cheap, I'm a cheap whore. We know, we know. And then another person stream, her name's Jenny. Um, what I'll do, I'll put uh, when a tweet, uh, when this goes on Twitter, I'll put the links underneath so you can look at what we're doing it all and the people's names. But uh, whoever donates the most bits during her um, stream, they get to choose her hair colour. Please be lime green. That's all I'm going to say. Please pick lime green because <laughs> she doesn't want it. So just do it. Um, but yeah, we've got some good games. We've got, um, we've got Sonic on there. We've got Mario. Death Stranding's been played. Final Fantasy's been played on there. Obviously, I'm doing FIFA. We've got Outlast. And then for the last hour, so the last, from 10 o'clock Saturday, we're going to do playing Among Us with guests. And I could just imagine that Among Us is going to be, I'm not the fucking imposter. Leave me alone. Because we're all tired. <laughs> we're all, we're all going to be angry. Right, it's for an absolutely fantastic cause. And I'm just overwhelmed with the support and the donations we've had in three days. Yeah, yeah it is. Really, it really is a great cause. And yeah, don't be afraid to donate. And anything, no matter how small, will, will be a big help to this cause. It really will. I mean, last thing, we, we didn't, to be honest, we set £500, not thinking we'd smash that until next week, Wednesday time, and we smashed that within like a couple of hours. And then we set a thousand, and we've done that in two days. And it's just, uh, it's incredible. The fact that you've got Stonewall now, I've sent an email to them, they're going to help us as well. Uh, so yeah, we're moving on, but uh, that's Friday, that's not now. Um, but we're here to talk about uh, the Premier League uh, Premier League fixtures over the weekend. So obviously West Bromwich Albion uh, versus Brighton, Arsenal versus Leicester, and the most exciting game in all of football history: Chelsea versus Manchester United. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, oof, oof. oh, I was wide what a lineup. Uh, hello, I mean, um, I'm I'm still I'm still on a high from the excitement of that match. I must admit. I haven't even come down yet. Do you like, know? Yeah. It's like the best drug you could take watching that match. I, I, I think we should start with that match then. I think we should start with let let us get the let's get the greatest match ever played in Premier League history out of our system straight away. We're gonna go for Chelsea versus Manchester United at Stamford Bridge. Thomas Tuchel against Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. they've had previous in the Champions League. Fantastic uh, comeback from Man United against uh, Tuchel's PSG a couple of years ago. This game paled in comparison. It was even better. It, it was absolute dog shit, though, wasn't it? Let's be honest. This was the this is one of the worst games I've ever seen. I actually think it was better than the the game we played against some Old Trafford earlier in the season. But yeah, it was. Uh... It was still dull. And and the trouble is, both teams are more worried about not losing than actually going out and grabbing the win. Chelsea are worried because of our counter-attacking, so they didn't want to push forward too much. And United don't obviously don't trust their, defend, their defenders, so they weren't going all out attack either. So it ends up in a bit of a stalemate. 
I don't know what it is. Do you remember the time when the big teams actually played really exciting games against each other? Mm. I remember those days. I think I think the lack of fans probably doesn't help either because you know they'd be cheer you know they'd be cheering the teams on and and they're not there and they're not there to voice their disapproval when uh, the teams are clearly sort of both holding out for a draw. It feels like it only happens in like cups or like um, like you know like the Champions League or something. It, it, it just never really seems to happen in the league for whatever reason. I don't know if they're just too scared or they just want. They are. They, they I mean, point out a premium right now in fairness, but. Jesus Christ, I, I feel like this game is still going on. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely do believe this game could have played till the Euros and it would be it would be nil-nil. I genuinely <laughs> believe that. It was absolute dog shit. The quality of the attack was poor. Um, I, I mean, some positives from it. Chelsea's annoying, still beating nine games to Tuchel. Um, so they haven't lost to him, which is positive for them. However, now Man United are 12 points off Manchester City now. Um, there was only really one major talking point of this game. It's a very controversial talking point. Um, what happened was, in the 14th minute, the Premier League board decided to propose to Callum Hudson-Odoi. Callum Hudson-Odoi said yes, put the ball on his ring finger, and yet the referee didn't see it. Neither did VAR. Yeah, that's what it gets me. He, he watched Stuart Atwell, watched it on the pitch side monitor, and he decided to, he decided to do what no referee has ever done before in the VAR era and deny Manchester United a penalty. <laughs> that has happened before, but it is a rare it is a rare occurrence. In all fairness, I mean, perhaps because he felt safer because he was at Stamford Bridge. I mean, I don't think he would have dared. Uh, <laughs> In the home of VAR Ultra. <laughs> I feel like Man U are like low on funds or something. I I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but like, but, so here's a question: Did did it come off? Uh, did it come off a United player first? What, did it like is it not low enough on the arm? Like what, what is the reason? I I couldn't get it. I, I don't because as I said, it, it was literally it was perched on his hand. If that's not handball, I don't know what is. <sighs> it's it's very. It's it's just so weird. Yeah, to be honest, well, when I first saw it, I couldn't tell what was going on because it just seemed like it happened in like an instant. No, so I'm I'm going to surprise you two now, and I'm, I'm I don't think it should have been a penalty because they let <gasps> because they let because they let they let play continue, and I don't I, I don't think they let play continue for a couple of minutes. You should be going back and. Awarding penalties, you know, the, the moment's gone, it's tough shit. You have to just carry on with the match. Oh, okay, composure. Composure, Liam. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, our game also had a penalty. Um, we'll get to your game in a minute. I know, I know, what my point is, that one was at speed and this one was not. So... Yeah, I'm just so confused about these bloody rules. To be honest, I think I think I mean let's be honest. All three of our games had referee decisions that were pretty poor. Mm. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. But I will say this one though. I think as you said, Carl. Though it was a couple of minutes of the ball had gone out. The time, the, the moment's gone, and all that. Yeah, I genuinely do believe the referee should have the power to stop the game if he if he gets a call in his ear to blow the whistle and to say, right, I'm going to check this. I think, and, and, and again, I, this comes back to the thing that, that I think the captains should have a challenge system like they do in tennis, like they do in mm. cricket. And, um, yeah, I think that's what should happen. That's that, that, that's what should happen. That, that should happen there. Instead of happening five minutes later and going, oh, no, 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 no. 
right penalty, right check penalty that happened six years ago, and they give it there. It, it, it's 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 ridiculous. But then, I think it was a penalty. I really did because it that's a, for me that's a definition of handball. His hand, the ball is on his yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the infringement was a, a penalty, but as I say, if 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 it's gone unnoticed for a couple of minutes. Uh, I'm not a fan of stopping the game and bringing it back for a penalty. This is what I don't like about this VAR stuff. It's all this time wasting to keep going over every every minor decision. And I think you know there should be a law if if play you know plays continued for a, a, you know if you stopped it there and then to look at it, fair enough. But if you've let play carry on for two minutes and all of a sudden you've decided oh, there might be a penalty back there. Five hours ago, there, I think I think the moment's gone and it's it's tough shit. As annoying as that might be, mm. he, he, here's a question: Is it the referee's fault or is it the rules' fault? Because by by the sounds of it, they have no idea what the rules. They, don't, they have no idea what the right decision is. A bit is of that both. Problem with I the referees or the rules. I think some some decisions, not all, are open to interpretation and up to the the referee to make. Like. Um, a sort of own sort of judgment, but either way, I think you'd still get mistakes. You're always going to get human error, and he couldn't have awarded the penalty anyway because it would have caused an online stir, apparently. So, well, this looks. I've read the I've read the um, thing about it's apparently Tom McGuire. It was a penalty, but then he couldn't have given it because of all this shit. And I was just. I'm just bemused by it because it, 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 it's making referees look more inadequate than they than we know they are. Um, I mean, Mike D, less said about him, the better. But, I mean, that, that, even that, though, I think even with the penalty, this game still would have been absolute dog shit. Because I, 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 I couldn't see okay. Chelsea going all out attacking all that. But I don't I mean, know. It might, it, might have, it might have perked them up. You, you have seen it when goals go in, the, what it can do. Uh, to wake teams up. Yeah, I get that. I mean, De Gea, De Gea made a good save from Ziek in the second half. Mendy saved well from McTominay. Uh, but yeah, there was. I think. I think after that, those little half chances, they just settled. I mean, Chelsea took off Giroud, brought a winger on. I, for me, that just screams mm. we're hot. We're 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 happy with a nil nil. But do you know that's United's fifth nil nil against the so called big six in big six yeah. of fixtures. I do know it's because we're too, you know, we're playing too cautiously. Ali doesn't trust the team. Clearly, doesn't trust the team to go out and win these matches. So he's, you know, he's playing more cautiously um, to to not lose rather than to try and win. Which is, which is strange because you, you know, have the talent. Well, I'd, yeah, maybe. At least Pogba and the full team was available. He, he might have been, but I don't know. He just seems too cautious in these big games, and he he's got to he's got to start trusting the team more. I mean, next next season, you know, he's going to get hopefully get a couple of players in. He's he's got to be a bit braver in these league games because you know you don't win anything with draws. I mean, all right, no, yeah, you, you don't. don't you don't want to lose, but. Drawing's only a point, and you still end up falling further behind. No, I mean, I said, I mean, look at it. He doesn't have the City going on the run they're going on. I mean, let, I think this is, as I said, we, we've said this in the last couple of weeks, Man City just look absolutely imperious. Mm. And it just shows that 
that that is a manager that does trust his team. And mm. I agree with you completely. It, it just, I mean, but then again, the, the players that Man United want to sign. I mean, you look at Upa Meccano's joined Bayern for next season. Um, Kula Bali apparently is on his way there as well. They're putting a bid for him, so that's two defenders gone. Um, Sergio Ramos is um uh, contract is up, but he's 34, and I can see him Sounds like playing in America. Well, no, he might resign, or I can see him go and play for David Becker's team in America. Mm. Um, yeah, see that. so the. the the, the options are getting thinner and thinner. Who could come in and help? I mean, I will say this though: you look better with Greenwood up front than you did with Martial. Yeah, uh, Martial just doesn't want to be there anymore. I don't think he just looks completely disinterested. Mm, I agree with that. I mean, but you look at this. So we we go with some positives. Twenty games were beaten away from home, which is really good. I mean, this was this this was the ground it started at, where you beat them two 0 in Feb. Uh, do you remember when crowds were there? Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as you said though, the, the United counter-attacking football is probably their best bit about it. But I mean, Chelsea defended well with it. I think Kante probably was the best player on the pitch. He had a very good game, but then it's not a game to scream about. But uh, I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I don't think there's anything more we can say about this game. It's not that it was utter horseshit. <laughs> it was yeah, boring. you look on Twitter and in the you know, tabloids and that, and they lay it all at United's door, but equally, Chelsea didn't go for it as equally as we didn't. So, no good yeah. just, no good just saying, oh, you know, boring, not not going for wins in these matches. I mean, Chelsea could have put more effort into it too. They could have, but it's it comes to the old adage, it's Manchester United. That's the, he always is the press of Man United have this horrible, horrible thing. Mm. So, uh, just some stats before we move on. This fixture has finished goalless in both matches in the league campaign for just the second time. The other occasion coming in 1921-22 season. Yeah, I, I, gonna... I remember that season. <laughs> See, I, I, I was I wasn't going to make that joke. But Carl <laughs> made <it once. laughs> uh, Man United are now beating 20 away league matches, winning 13, drawing seven. A run that started in this exact same fixture last season. It is the joint fifth longest. Uh, run without any away defeat in the top flight history. The only longer runs coming from Arsenal, Liverpool and Nottingham Forest. So Arsenal 27 and 23, Liverpool 21 and Forest 21 as well. Uh, and one last stat. Thomas, uh, Thomas Tuchel has just become the second coach not to concede a single goal in his four home league matches in the Premier League after Brendan Rodgers with Swansea City. So some good stats there. Wow. It shows you. It shows. I mean, that um, Frank Lampard was uh, setting up a defence because when he was in charge, they were leaking goals left, right, and centre. And <laughs> it's the same players. That, that, yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, I, I, it just shows that if Tuchel's a better man manager, I think as well. And he's just a, he's just a better coach, and he's got more experience than Lampard. With yeah, it might have just been a bit too soon for Lampard to perhaps go up and uh, manage a team of Chelsea's sort of stature. I mean, exactly. he's also very still. Um, he's, he's still very new to it as well. Exactly. But you look at it: Tuchel, managed Mines, Dortmund, PSG, now Chelsea. Whereas Lampard's managed Derby. Mm. Big golfing class. But we we, we move on now from uh, Lampard failure to Arsenal versus Leicester at the King Power Stadium. Uh, Leicester taking the lead through Yuri Tielemans, but then for some reason they they allowed a 
a a man who is useless, inept <laughs> at football, to show that he has a little bit of quality on his day in William. A, a very good game. He two assists he provided for goals for David Luiz, uh, Alexander Lacazette penalty, and uh, Nicola Pepe scoring. Very, very, very good performance by Arsenal. Yeah, very good performance. It, it was also, I think, a very revealing performance about what we're good at and what we're not so good at. Um, you know, we, we seem to be very good at pressing and kind of building from the back. Um, but we, we all seem to concede a lot quite early recently. I, I, it's a bit of a worrying trend. It's kind of something we have a bit in common with Man United. Kind of yeah, I was going to say, falling. perhaps you've been watching us a bit too much. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, we're quite good defensively. But yeah, it's just for some reason recently, at the start, we just keep shooting ourselves in the foot and just conceding stupid little goals. But um, yeah, it is nice to see um, Saka arrested and with a Bamiang as well. And it's nice to see kind of some of the less senior players kind of, well, you know, less established players kind of step up. So it was very nice to see. Um, Leicester looked very tired. I, I don't know if you guys ever watched the match, but yeah, around about 60 or 70 minutes in, Leicester just yeah. done. A lot of the clubs like Leicester, when, they, when they've got like European commitments, they do tend, they do tend to struggle a bit more than uh, the so-called bigger clubs uh, with the uh, yeah, uh, sort of game congestion. Yeah, and obviously they had a. I, I was expecting a bit more response from them, especially going out of Europe during the week. Um, I mean, they've had a bit of injuries, but you know they still have Soonchu and Evans at the back, who are, I, I think are a very strong duo. Um, but Luke Thomas got absolutely. He got tore a new one by, uh, by Nicola Pepe. Jesus Christ! I felt for him. I felt for him in this game because you know young young player coming in and. Pepe just showed him that there is a massive golfing class to what he's used to. Mm. It was, it was, it, I mean, to be honest, it was funny to begin with. And then when Pepe just kept going at him, I was there going, oh, just let it end. <laughs> just let it end. Nicola, stop it. Stop it, Nicola. <laughs> stop it, Nicola God. Pepe. He was having the time of his life. Yeah. Oh, he was. He was. I mean, look at him. I imagine when he saw him, when he saw him on the left back, he's there going, "Hmm, I'm having some fun here." And he did have fun. Honestly, it was it was like it was like watching just a, a beating, just an absolute beating happening, and a re- <laughs> like watching a UFC fight, and the referee just absolutely just standing there going, "Nah, just like him out some more." Nah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> knee, knee, knee him in the head. Knee him in the head. Oh, uh, but, also, uh, also a big um, shame for Harvey Barnes who. Like he had quite a nasty leg yeah. injury in that match. He's been in terrific form lately. He's had to have surgery as well, which is a big worry because yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd have Harvey Barnes on that plane for the Euros. No, I, I would have as well. He's uh, well, we might not need a plane yet, depending where they're going to end up hosting it. Yeah, because if they, if they say we're going to host it in every, if they're going to go with their original plan then they're absolutely fucking stupid. Go, we're we going to play all over Europe. Yes, there is a pandemic <laughs> happening, but we're going to play great idea. Europe. Woo-hoo! Um, but I will say this, just before, just before we talk more about this game, though, I, I think we could touch uh, briefly on Arsenal's defensive fragility as well in the Benfica game. I mean, sloppy goals conceded, Sabayos, mm. uh, with the, uh, Sabayos was at fault for one of them, but 
what I like about this Arsenal team is the resolve they've got. They they showed it against Benfica that they could turn up when they want to attack it was, and then they did it again today. I mean, you know, three goals in seventeen minutes. Um, I, I, I want to say that David Luiz's header was lovely. Little header David Luiz's was. It was a great. Good. It was a great goal that that header it was. But yeah, right. Arsenal have had a habit in the past of when they're getting beat, just sort of sinking within themselves and almost giving up. But yeah, they've they showed some real spirit the last two games coming back from behind and uh, winning quite convincingly in the end, I would say, in both matches. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I mean, look, look at this as well. Um, would you say that Ndidi's uh, penalty, uh, the foul on Pepe was a penalty? I think VAR got it right. Yeah, I, I think it was just outside, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It got right, but then again, but then they were involved literally a couple of minutes later. Um, Pepe striking Adidi's hand, the referee didn't see it. VAR did spot it though, and Lacazette scored from the spots, give Arsenal the lead. And then uh, second half, Arsenal just came out the same way they finished the, set, the first half, played really well. And then Pepe, uh, little simple finish from a, a, a great ball by William. And yeah, the only downside there for it was. But the only downside for Arsenal that was losing Emil Smith Rowe, I hope he's not a serious injury. Yeah, because because he, he he was he was still kind of going into the game when he kind of went off. Uh, but I really like him. I, I, he's very positive. He always likes to play forward. And he plays with a kind of zip that we sometimes kind of lack. Some sometimes we we go back a bit too much. We're a bit pedestrian and we don't really move the ball very fast. But he he has a right frame of mind. So. I really hope it's not too serious. I think you've looked a lot better as well since Tyranny came back from his injury. I think he's a really important player for you now. Mm. Tierney should be Arsenal's captain. Yeah, absolutely. If we had eleven Tierneys on the pitch, not gonna lie, I think I think we would we'd be. I think we could be in the top four. Like mm. people with that kind of mentality, I think that's that like that's a winning mentality he has right there. It really is. I mean, you look at it. He's, I mean, let's wait. He come from a he's come from a club in Celtic that is that are used to winning, mm. and he's come to Arsenal. Who, let's be honest. I mean, granted, it's a different league and it's, it's so much better than the Scottish the Scottish league. But he's still got the mentality to win, and Arsenal haven't got that men- mentality right now. No, we, we have been some players, but we need we need more of it. I think. Yeah. And that's why he should be captain. I mean, uh, I mean, Abam, I think I reckon they give Abamian captain because he's the, the arm back because he's the biggest player in the club and he's it's his name, value, stuff like that. But Tierney is the leader. He he gets stuck in. He he does a great job. He's, he puts a shift in, um, and he does well. But I'm going to ask you a question now, uh, Liam. Mm-hmm. Is the El Nini experiment done, or do you think he's still got a future at Arsenal? Uh, it's it's a very it's a very weird one because I, I think at points when he's kind of come in this season, I think he's been really good. I don't think he's the quality that we need, but I mean he, he he's he's not the worst of options. But he, he's he's a bit like Cedric. Um, but uh, I, I think this summer, I, I think this summer it probably is time for him to go. To be fair, I mean you know he came back from. Um, Besiktas, you know, on loan for Besiktas. So I think he's done really well to kind of get in the team. But mm. yeah, he, he's not a main player. And I think if Party was injured um, a lot less, I think I don't think he'll really be getting much of a look in, to be honest. I mean, what well, Party started on the bench again? I'm thinking this could have been a good start for Part- Party. Could have played in this game. Could have started it maybe, just to get some more minutes under his belt. 
Yeah, same with him, same with Martinelli. I, I, I was a bit. Um, it was a bit of a shame not to see him. I, I was surprised he didn't come on. Um, in, instead of um Abamyang, but yeah, I, I I guess they're just trying to be a bit more cautious with these kind of players who've had bad injuries. All that seemed a bit yeah. prone. Yeah, that's about what I asked you guys. Do you think there's a concern we're going to see some more injuries now with the the fixture congestion and no sort of end in sight to the amount of games that are coming up thick and fast? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, you look at it, Leicester have got eight injuries now, I think, or seven or eight. I think only Palace have got more. They had two yesterday, uh, which is very surprising. Yeah. I, I, you don't see two in one game often. Mm, that's, what I, that's what I mean. That's what I'm alluding to. Yeah, I mean, Evans is what Evans looks. What was he? He was brought off an injury. I struggled to think. I can't remember what it was that he got it took off with. Um, Bard's a leg injury, but he is. I mean, look at Liverpool. They've shown that injuries do affect the season. Yeah, and if they lose, so. I mean, I mean, if they lose, I think if they lose Soyuncu or they lose Vardy, then they could free fall. Down the table, like they did last season. But they, they did the things that they did this last season. They were really, really good up until I mean, granted, they couldn't, we, there was a lot there, I think, but they were really good. And then it looked like they were tired, lethargic. They were getting a lot of injuries. Mm. Yeah, because so, at one stage it looked like we'd never catch them up because they were so far ahead of us. And as you say, they just yeah kept on losing and drawing games and fell away. Mm, exactly, but. I mean, to be honest, if they do get if they do get their injuries, I mean, it can only benefit say if Arsenal if Arsenal could hunt them down. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's weird. It seems like all the teams that kind of get it have 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 really bad injuries. It's really affecting them this season. But those are kind of you know, because I, I can't think how many injuries Tottenham have really had. Um, and I and I think that's kind of been maybe why they've been doing so well. Oh no! You look at. It. I mean, we'll, we'll just. We'll, I mean, we'll briefly go to them in a second. I mean, because a Jose Mourinho team that can't attack one four nil. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll, do, we'll just just start to move off this game. So Leicester, Leicester suffered consecutive defeats across all competitions for the first time since December. Well, their last. Uh, well, they last lost two in a row to King Power. So back in October. Uh, this was Arsenal's first away victory against a team starting the day in the top three of the Premier League table since two thousand and fifteen. And Alexandre Lacazette converted all five of his penalties for Arsenal across all competitions, while only Abamyang has now netted more goals for the for the Gunners than Lacazette this season. So yeah. yeah, all smiles here for now. Yeah, and then we we we'll speak to Liam and we we'll speak to Liam. Uh, well, because there's a lot of games midweek, so yeah. Well, we're, we're no, in playing Burnley, so I'd hope we'll be okay. I mean, you know, Man United away at Palace. We've got Everton at home, and then you've got um, Burnley on the Saturday. So yeah, a lot of games, a lot of. I said a lot. Yeah, of that's what I mean. And then there's all the, and then for teams like United and I am Arsenal, there's all the European games as well. So it's I mean, a, bear, a huge amount of fixtures to get through. It is a bearing in mind on. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. On Sunday, whoever wins out of the game on Sunday between you and. Your opponents win the league. Let's be honest. I think. I mean, to, let's be honest. If I mean, if you lose, the title's gone. If you win, maybe you could sneak. But I think. Uh, it, I, I think I, it I is gone. Win. I don't. I don't think it was ever realistic that we were going to win the title this season. Um, to be bit, to be perfectly fair, I've it was nice. Positive. 
you, Carl. <laughs> it was nice to sort of be in the sort of title race, but I don't. I think winning it was just a step too far this season. Hopefully, hopefully next season, if we can get the right buddies in, we'll we'll look a bit more capable. I have to be honest. I have no idea how you second, and I, I, don't, I don't mean that. To be, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't mean that to be snarky, but it's because everyone else has been even shitter, mate. <laughs> it's, it's incredible, really. <laughs> it has, it has. I mean, right, so we now. Well. well, don't expect, don't expect the classic game against City. It'll be similar to the Chelsea one. Oh. City, will, although City will probably have the confidence to come and batter us, so it might, Six it might, nil. it might be all right. <laughs> Six 0 Man City. Um, <laughs> um, so no. We now move on to the most controversial game of the weekend. Uh, West Bromwich Albion against Brighton. Uh, the three o'clock kickoff at the Hawthorns. West Bromwich Albion won a game again. We've won one. Hallelujah. 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 However. <laughs> However. <laughs> We what should not have won. We should not have won this game. No, you should not have. <laughs> I don't know how I mean, the fuck you won it. All right, uh, let, let, let's get into it. Then. So uh, Bartley scoring uh, after eleven minutes, heading home. Uh, 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 Conor Gallagher corner, thinking, "Oh, here we go. We're going to kick on from here. We're going to have a good game." However, Pascal Gross had a spot kick um, with Bartley had a penalty given after um, the ball hit Kuzlu. In a penalty error, according to VAR, fuck them for a second. <laughs> um, but Pascal Gross' spot hit the crossbar, and we're thinking, ooh, this could be our day. Because I mean, Pascal Gross is really, really proficient for the penalty spot. So there we go. However, however, <laughs> Brighton were awarded a free kick just on the outside of the box. <laughs> um, Lewis Doug puts it away. Brighton celebrate. The goal wasn't given to begin with. And I was watching this and I was thinking, right, what, okay, what, okay, what, okay, so they've took a fr- quick free kick of them being permission by the referee. That was the immediate thing. And I, I did hear two whistles. I did hear two whistles go. So I'm thinking, okay, so he's, he's blew his whistle. That's a, perf- that, that's a perfectly good goal. They disallow it. So we're thinking, all right, what's happened here? Then he gives it. And then, and then does it give it? I, I don't understand. <laughs> no, I've, I've watched it a couple of times. I've listened to the sort of like end of game analysis and I, I can't make it nor tell what was going on either. It looked a perfectly all right goal to me. I don't see what the issue was with it, to be honest. But the referee seemed to get himself in the right mess about it. <sighs> Jesus fuck. So basically, it was the referee's fault, right? Because he blew it twice, it disallowed the goal. Okay, so apparently he blew the second time just before it crossed the line. Which... Yeah, but apparently that's what it was. Which uh, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so he blew the ball. He blew it for the second time because there was, I think, there was something to do with like a, an obstruction in play or something like that. However, Duncan already scored. So I just I, I I didn't get it. I was just sit, I was sitting there for about five minutes going, "What's happened here?" So he gives it and then reverses it, and I'm just there going, "What? I can't take this emotional turmoil. What is happening?" I go, I guarantee if there was a crowd there, yeah, he wouldn't have made that decision. I think he would have kept it as Brighton. 
the goal or disallowed the goal, I don't think it would have flip-flopped as much as it did. Because can you imagine a crowd being oh, there God. absolutely <laughs> berating him for what he did? Hmm. My God. Is this the worst decision of the season? I'm struggling to think of another one. I think it is because of the way <laughs> the Reese says, the way he sort of flip-flopped and couldn't make his mind up. It was never seen anything quite like it. It was just an absolute shambles. However, though, however... I remembered I was a West Bromwich Albion fan and I <laughs> applauded Lee Mason for this wonderful bit of refereeing. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the football gods were smiling on you in this match. Honestly, someone must have sacrificed a child or something because Jesus and, Christ. Uh, <laughs> let's carry, but things are, it gets better. Let's carry on. So, the child, <laughs> so we continue to the second half. Um, Mason, this was basically the Lee Mason show. It was fucking brilliant. Um, mm. So another penalty was given. Um, correct, I think it was correctly given. Doro Shane bringing down uh, Pascal Gross. hundred percent. Oh, it was a penalty. There was no, there was no debate. It was a penalty. Gross then stepped away because he's thinking, I've missed a penalty. I don't the embarrassment of missing another penalty. So we gave it to Mister Danny Welbeck. So great, Danny Welbeck great penalty up. taker. Probably is proficient penalties. I'm thinking, oh, we've got Danny Welbeck. Prolific goal scorer, Danny Welbeck. Hey, do you know what? I, I, all joking aside, if Danny Welbeck was injury free, I think he would have been a very good player. Yeah, and maybe some better management as well. I, I, I think he could have been something. Which is, it was, I mean, this one, he, he was all right for you. He had a decent record for Arsenal and for Man United. And he's got a very good record for, for England. He had the talent. It just never really seemed to kind of work for him. Yeah. But then again, though, that talent went fuck all because he hit his penalty off the post. Ah, you dickhead. And we survived again. Uh, we held on for the win. Sam Allardyce's first win as Albion manager. The first one at home, sorry, as Albion manager. Um, I feel really bad for Graham Potter because Graham Potter is a fantastic manager, a great coach. Mm. I think he's, and he does, I mean, let's be Brighton have had so much bad luck this season. But you can't score uh, a fucking goal. They're making chances as well. That, uh, I mean, I, I'm going to be a bit brutally. I mean, they can go back and complain about that decision all they want, but at the end of the day, they had two penalties and missed them both. So they kind of got what they deserved, to be honest. You, you know, you can't be missing yeah. two penalties in a match. I think we did it. Was it earlier this season or last season? I know there was a game reasonably recently. We got we missed two penalties and we ended up losing. And and you just can't complain when that happens. I'm afraid. I get that, but then I I, I do feel for him because he's he's a good manager. And I mean, let's be honest. This game. They had a lot of shit to go against them. It was, it was pathetic. I will say this: on Lee Mason is, if I'm a West Bromwich Albion fan, is the best referee in the world. <laughs> I mean, and if you're going to be talking about um, finding or suspending Luke Shaw because he repeated whatever the ref said to Harry Maguire, then you should be finding the referees for being complete shambles and making their decisions as well. It's not a bad idea, though. But no, but things the referee. I mean, let's the referees are really they're, they're too protected. They are. They're like goalkeepers, I mean, but even worse. No, no, no. I don't know. See, goalkeepers aren't that protected. But I think with with referees, it's like mm. if you like fart near one, you're suspended for like six years and fine, free. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and it's, it's pathetic, but is the I mean, we'll, 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 we've moved on from Lee Mason because he's an absolute cock one, but it's absolutely pathetic. However, is the Great Escape now on? Well, actually, this is something I, I was actually going to talk about with you. So I, I have two things to talk about. The first one is, if I make a plea to the gods that West Bromwich Albion somehow survive, will you get a tattoo of my choice? All right. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Why, okay, why is my body always on the line? No, I'll make one better for you. If we stay up, you get my Miko Satamora picture. Oh, it's tempting. All right. Hmm. Okay. No, nothing. If we stay up, because I, I mean, to me, as, as, uh, my heart's telling me we're doing, my head's telling me we aren't, and it always is with my head because my heart's not a brain. And um, <laughs> I don't think, we, I, th- I think it's too little too late. I really do. But I mean, you have 12 more games. It's going to be, it's going to be very tough. Twelve more games. We've got Everton and Newcastle the next two. It, the, it's well, the Newcastle one could be a big game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, hey, if you beat them, then you're six points behind them. If okay. Newcastle continue their free fall, you might have half a chance. I mean, there's all, oh. I mean, there's always a chance. It is very, very unlikely, but you, in football and the way this season has gone, you, you can't rule anything out, really, can you? We can't, but then there's Fulham playing well as well, which is the kicker. Mm. If, Fulham, if Fulham stop playing well, then yeah. All right, Liam, we'll review this after the Newcastle game. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But, but here's the thing, though. So either, either I take the make on Satomura picture or you get Cody's neck tattoo. No one deserves <laughs> that. <laughs> on my neck? Yeah. That is the worst tattoo. <laughs> You're being serious. I've got to, ha- I've got to have that on my neck. I'm I'm playing I'm playing to the gods. So I'm fine. And if, and if they all right, if they if they go if they go down, Liam has to get Brock Lesnar's knife tattoo on his chest. <laughs> oh no 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 no! If they go down, if West Brom go down, Liam has to buy a Tottenham shirt and wear it. <laughs> all right, all right, but I'll just send it to you. No 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 no! You have to wear it. When? <laughs> I yeah, mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this off air. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about it off air. But yeah, so um, I, I think if we got, I've, I've said this, but if we got Dianya and Nikuzlu and those players at the start of the season, I think we wouldn't be where we are now. I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I mean, you, you, can, you can easily overtake you. I also, I also love the way we're talking. Like, we'll see what happens after the Newcastle game. Like, we're, we're completely writing off the Everton game as a foregone conclusion. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't want to talk to the Everton game because we're going to lose it. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, we're just. We'll gloss over the Everton and go straight to Newcastle. <laughs> All right, if we get a result against Everton, then yeah, okay. But <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's looking a lot. But then again, though, I um, I, I, I obviously I want us to stay up. I really do. But then. Yeah. I do. I want to stay up, but then again, if we go to the championship, there's no VAR and no Lee Mason. Exactly. Mm. Well, he might, he, might, he, might get re- he might get relegated there after yesterday's performance. <laughs> but no. Um... Wait, 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 wait. One thing before we end this. I, I have an amazing statistic for you guys. 
Do you know that the last five Premier League home wins for West Bromwich Albion have all been with five different managers? Yeah, can I, do, do you want me to name them? Yeah, you go, just see if you can name them. All right, well, obviously Sam Allardyce. Mm-hmm. Slava Bilic. Mm-hmm. Darren Moore. Yep. Alan Pardew. Yep, and then God. Yeah, and then Tony Pulis. Right isn't, that, isn't that the most <laughs> insane statistic? No, it is like the list of the three biggest dinosaurs in Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, then, and, then, and, then, and then a man we shouldn't have sacked in and a team we shouldn't have sacked. So Oh West uh, Brom. I hate, why do I support this fucking shit shit club? <laughs> <laughs> and then people say we're a joke, Jesus Christ. Oh give it oh, I'll support fucking Coventry if I could. Um <laughs> I'll, I'll support a club without a home. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> some, some stats here. So Brighton are the first team in Premier League history to miss two penalties by hitting the woodwork in a single game. Uh, West Brom have never lost in 11 previous home league meetings with Brighton. It is the most they've faced an opponent at home in the Football League without suffering a, league, suffering a defeat. We've won seven and wow. And uh, so this is Brighton. Do you, want, do you want to hear the stats of Brighton in their last three games? Yeah, this, Brighton have had 66 attempts on goal, 20 on target, 114 touches in the opposition box. How many goals have they scored and how many points have they earned from that? Uh, I'm going to say one goal and one point. Well done, Carl Pierce. Jesus. Man, if they get like a good striker in, like, the, the finishing is absolutely atrocious. More pace frustrating. Yeah, it's, All right, it's then, so, so good. Do, 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 you want, do you want to hear the Sky Sports, um, <laughs> the Sky Sports commentary on the whole Lee Mason debacle? All right. So, yeah. 28th minute, foul. Gallagher bundles over McAllister right to the edge of the West Brom penalty area. A chance for the visitors to, to respond. Minute 29. No goal! Doug takes an early free kick and he puts the ball in the back of the net while Johnson is still lining up his wall. The referee appears not happy with the quick free kick and the goal will not stand. However, it appears Lee Mason did blow his whistle so the goal should stand. Brighton are not happy. Hang on. The goal is that no piece has been given. What is going on here? West Brom are furious. There will also be a VAR check. 32 minutes. It took three, it took three minutes this no, this is a real mess. The goal has now not been given. Confused? Well, so am I. <laughs> referee. All right, the refer- 33. The referee has gone over to the touchline and he has, he has explained to both managers what has happened. It appears he did blow his whistle, but there was another blast of the whistle before the ball hit the back of the net. The game will now be restarted with the free kick. Just to clarify, it's West Brom still leading through Bartley's early goal, if you've forgotten. <laughs> Minute 35. Doug strikes a free kick again, but this time Johnson is ready and makes the save. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't write it better. It was incredible. It's it's just an absolute farce. It's making it's making making a mockery of the game. 
I feel like this needs like the Curb Your Enthusiasm music over the top. It's just like, what is going on here? Why are we here? I like Benny Hill music. <laughs> That's brilliant. That song. That's pretty much it, yeah. Lee Mason, you're a wanker, you're a wanker. Lee Mason, you're a wanker, you're a wanker. I missed. See, this is why pointing crane lawyers does not work because I guarantee you would have had 26,000 fans singing it when the when Brighton's goal was given in and then 2,000 people singing it when, when the goal was disallowed. This is why we need crowds. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off with you. Ooh, ah, ee, ooh, crowd noises. We want the referees a wanker playing. <laughs> the bloody cowards, that's what I say. That's what they are. <laughs> All right, and so uh, now we move on to the topic. Now, to, this is to do with um, so we, we're picking a five aside out of uh, the, some players that are played, some of the greatest players that are played in the Premier League for Chelsea and for Manchester United because we envisioned that this was going to be an incredible match. Obviously, it was absolute dog shit, but. I mean, listen to the players that we had to choose from. So I'm just going to give a few examples from Chelsea. We had uh, Per Cech to choose from in goal. We had Carvalho, Makaleli, Lampard, Drogba, Zola for Man United. We had Van der Sar, Vidic, Keane, Pogba, Fernandes, Ronaldo and others to choose from in our teams. Now, because Carl is a Man United fan and biased as hell, we Carl set the rule that you know, it had to be three players from each team. So he, he couldn't be... He's still going to be biased to one team because, you know. <laughs> uh, um, but, and you, and you uh, can't choose the ref either. No, you can't choose the ref or the penalty spot. <laughs> or Stockley Park. So, uh, Carl, because you... I'll, I'll come to you first. Who did you pick to in your combined five-a-side team of Manchester United <clears> and <throat> Chelsea? So, I went for Petr Cech in goal. Ooh. Ashley Ashley Cole as a defender because he's you know he's pretty good at going forward as well. Yeah, five aside just tend to be more attacking. Um, Roy Keane in midfield, um, and then uh, Ronaldo and Rooney sort of as you as a front two. But you know Rooney can sort of do midfield and Ronaldo can. Hang about on the wing as well, so you you got quite a bit of variance with with those two. Tasty, I like that too. That's good. Liam, uh, I've gone for Van der Sar and goal because I I feel like he's um, a lot better with his feet than Pedersen. I feel like that's quite valuable in five aside. Uh, and Cole in defence for the speed and getting up and down the pitch and positioning Makaleli because he, he used to be. Um, a creative midfielder before he kind of became a defensive midfielder. So I feel like he has a kind of nice blend there. Um, then I am going for Ronaldo and Hazard to finish it off because I feel like we need. I need people who are like very good in tight spaces, who are very good at dribbling and good finishers as well. So I, I, that's who I'm going for. What were you good, uh, good, good, good explanation as to why you yeah, picked yeah, players. Yeah. Um, I take it, you, yeah, 
Chelsea has it, not Real Madrid has it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Safe um, to say. Went, yeah, no, good, good teams. I went with uh, Ed De Hoy in goal. Um, good goalkeeper for Chelsea. Great goalkeeper. Who's sorry? Uh, uh, oh, I'm t- taking a piss. Oh. <laughs> do, you, do, you not De, do you not know who Ed De Hoy is? No. I'm, I'm, I'm too young. I'm only 14 years old. Come on, man. Carl. Mm-hmm. Do, do we kick him out now? Uh, no, let him get to the end of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Now, I went with, uh, with Van der Sar in goal. Uh, okay. Because he, he's a goalkeeper we chose in the best 11 of the Premier League. So we had to be, had to be Van der Sar. And <laughs> <laughs> um, then went with Ferdinand. Because he's quick, reads the game well, and one of the best defenders England produced. So I, I think Rio Ferdinand is just shooing. Mm-hmm. Good, good pass as well. Mm-hmm, very good. I went with Kante because he could defend, run, attack, and uh, just doesn't stop. Just basically just say, you know what, Engolo, just just run, just run around. We, we'll hang back, we'll walk around. You do the running. Yeah. So I, I can't say. Then I had. Uh, I had Paul Pogba because Paul. I've said this many times. Paul Pogba on his day is one of the best midfielders ever, and I think he'd be incredible in this position. And then I went with easily. I went with Cristiano Ronaldo up front because he's just the best. Yeah, it does. It, nobody comes close to Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, I, I think that's fair enough. So here's a question: Out of our three teams, who wins? Carl's. You think? Because <laughs> he's what? He's not Rooney and Ronaldo. Yeah, that's true. And then he got keen to destroy everybody who just gets in the way. Oh, he, he'll get sent off, I, though. I'd love to see Keen versus Kante. Because <laughs> Keen would not be able to keep up with him, and it'd be hilarious. Probably with Keen, though, he might try and, you know take out Pogba because he hates all that fancy stupid stuff. <laughs> he, he hates people with hair who are flashy and stuff, so I don't know. He just hates to hate everybody, doesn't he, nowadays? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Reese. Yeah, we're not talking about Jesse Lingard. Great oh, he should be a time. No. No. Right then, so we move on to our favourite segment of the podcast. Uh, the father to us all, the man who fed the 5,000, the man who created Pandora's box. It is, of <laughs> course, the Patricks. Um, so last week, we had possibly the greatest inductee ever into the um, Patricks. We had Steve the Stick, may God rest his soul, uh, inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. And chosen by me, so I get to go first because I'm defending champion and I pick the best things. Sure, but go on. I, however, I veto my first rule. I veto my first pick this week because I, I want to give you two a chance to shine. Give you two a chance to pick your first pick. So I'm going to come to to Carl first. Carl, what is your pick? Right, well, my pick. I'm gonna. Hold on, I've got a sneeze coming. Just bear with me. No, no, I think I'm going to be all right. Okay, so... 
<laughs> I'm not gonna. I really did because I was gonna sneeze then, but it just it just didn't happen. Thank Christ. Um, like, I'm not. I, don't, I know I'm not gonna win today, but I'm gonna go for Olivier Giroud for his uh, amazing overhead kick in Europe. Good goal. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. To be fair, Olivier Giroud is so good, isn't he? He's so underrated. I think. He seems to be getting better as he's getting older. Also, he's a very good-looking man as well, which is really annoying. Yes. <laughs> However, there is one big problem with Olivier Giroud. He's French. No, his nose is too big. Carl! <laughs> Carl, don't be a Francophile. That's your gimmick. I thought that's where you were going to go. With no! That. No, no, no. My gimmick is I'm a nice guy. I'm not horrible to French people. Never have been. <laughs> no, never. No. Sebastian Grosjean was standing. Roman Grosjean can suck my balls. Oh, Roman Grosjean. Why, says, why did I say Sebastian? Never mind. I, oh, I hate Roman Grosjean. Jeez, what was that? <laughs> it sounds like you're fancy. It sounds like you're, you're a cougar ready to get into bed with him. That's right. You, you can't turn me on, Sean. If anyone's a cougar, Carl, it is you because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Leo, Leo. I'll, I'll, speak, I'll speak to you later. Leo, <laughs> <laughs> Le, Le, what, what is your pick? You want to put into the uh, to, 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 give, to give someone a Patrick? Who do, who's your pick? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to go for the Cultaholic live stream right, for ah! um, Stonewall. Is that, is that Cultaholic? Ha! <laughs> oh no, I, I can't do that to you. So, so before you kind of bring the mood down and make us have to vote for you, um, <laughs> I'm gonna go for Tien, um, Kieran Tierney. I almost said Tierney, Kieran. Um, Kieran Tierney. Hang on, wait. I, I, I want to get the quote exactly right. <laughs> so I'm gonna go for Kieran Tierney. Is this the cunt quote? Yeah. So um, in Europa League. He goes to one of the opposition players. You're a fucking diving cunt, man. And um, <laughs> just, I, I, I just love him. So uh, he, he's, he, he's an Arsenal legend already. So um, yeah, you're a cunt, man. <laughs> Get up, you diving cunt. That's brilliant. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, because I'm going to win. Because if these two don't vote, this guy, they look really bad. So I've kind of I screwed them here. I am going, <laughs> I am going for the streamaholic twenty-four hour streamathon uh, for Stonewall um, with uh, myself. I'm going to plug the people that's going to do it. So Super Pete, Double A ninety six, myself, Saunders nine four nine five, Jenny Bunny, D Cadenio, J Wiki ninety five. Uh, Greg Diaper, we're all going to be doing a 24-hour stream for Stonewall at the start of the podcast. Uh, we've already smashed a £1,000. We want to get as much money as we can possibly uh, for it. So that's my pick for the Patricks. Um, that's my plug. Because I'm just going to plug as well for it. But um, yeah, that's my pick. See, I, I would vote for it, but I know Sad is going to be on it as well. So um, I, I, I think I'm going to go for either mine or Carl's. So uh, Carl, it's up to you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I can't possibly vote for anything that's the gay community. <laughs> that's my uh, crappy AJ Styles impression. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got to be Kieran. Oh. It's got to be tyranny for me. Uh, I'm going for tyranny then. What, what, what were you, Reese? I'm just, I'm, 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 not, I'm not doing this podcast anymore. 
Oh dear! Such such brazen self-promotion, and oh yeah, I'll just I'll vote for this one. I'm doing myself. I'll vote for myself because I know I can't possibly lose. It's just you're not you're not going to get away with it, Reese. Yeah, so it's a great you know it's a great it's a great cause, and I um, implore everyone to donate and um, watch it when it goes down on Friday, but. Yeah, you, you, you're not winning. Sorry, Reese. I mean, it's, I mean, we, you know, it's, it's a good thing this is a dictatorship and not a democracy. Because um, it's a rigged election. I voted, I voted and I got it in. Oh, so, like America, but no, we, we all know, we all know you didn't. So, you know, just, just start way ahead, Reese. Liam, you're an absolute fucker. You'll like the tweet and not put it in there. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, come on, it's my gimmick. I can't go for charity with my gimmick. All the money has to go to me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, before we end... <laughs> I, I do feel like an arsehole. I am sorry. <laughs> no, it's, only, it's, YouTube. It's, it's YouTube that's going to look bad, not me. Uh, so, uh, um, let's before we finish, let's do our plugs. Uh, Carl, start with you. Yeah, you can find me uh, I hate Reese at uh, Twitter. <laughs> oh, oh, if I cared, <laughs> I'd be so sad. <laughs> you can find me. You can find me at uh, Nathan Greenaway, and send all your complaints about me not putting the <laughs> Cultaholic stream in there at uh, my Twitter at Nathan Greenaway. All right, and um, you can find me on Twitter at Stonewall UK. Um, and yeah, what, 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 what about you, Reese? Uh, you two aren't funny. So, uh, no, you can find me on Twitter at 95 Find uh, Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore opinions. And as I say, as I've said two times already before these dickheads decided to be funny, um, <laughs> you can follow the stream. Uh, on Friday from 11 o'clock um, GMT time to 11 o'clock um, Saturday there is a link um, that's on my Twitter uh, which you can donate to I'm going to put it all over social media so you can find it um, every little thing helps so please donate what you can I uh, hope to see you there Friday for it but until next time guys thank you and goodbye